My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Christy Crowley and Anna Scott, yay! <laughs> so uh, I, I really care for you and I'm so thrilled to see you and I thank you for talking to me today. Of course. And Christy Crowley, I had the great fortune of going to one of her classes at these kind of pseudo shift Pilates and I knew something was magical in her. It wasn't the real deal Pilates, it was a Pilates redo. Pilates make your body look hot. Oh yeah. And Christy, I, I could tell she was a genius. I could tell she saw something that very few people saw and I became interested and became um, a student of yours. I can still, like, I still hear your voice. I still hear you and have studied with you. And so I'm thrilled that you're talking to me today. Well, Anna, it's, it's a great honor to even be asked to do something like this. And I, I love being able to have these kinds of conversations with women I admire and to truly dig in with another woman and talk about the things that we care about, things that we value. Uh, you know, it, it, it elevates, it elevates the whole, you know, it elevates all of us, but I, I, I also to, you know, just, just want to say in relation to what you said, I think so much of what we see in, in fitness is this, this difference between a trainer and a teacher, and perhaps they both have their place in this world. But it became very clear to me early on in my, my teaching career that I did not want to be a trainer. And for me, that means someone just taking you through your paces, right? Stand your feet in parallel, do 10 squats. That is not who I want to be. That's not in line with my value system. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to show you how to do those things better. I wanted you to understand why those things mattered. And so, you know, the fact that you came into a situation that maybe wasn't the best studio, but recognized something that I was doing was a little different was I think, you know, a student meeting a teacher, not just a person engaging with a trainer. Yeah, no, it These was. things are different. And so, you know, I'm only going to be as good of a teacher as I have students in the room. You know, what I really saw is that you, um, God, there's so many ways. What, I, what I've learned through Pilates, one of the things I've learned is to deepen my awareness of myself. And you know what, Anna? I would say that is probably the biggest and most important thing that I could possibly teach. You know, let's say there's a time when you leave your Pilates practice. I believe that that ability to, to have self-awareness, that is a permanent gain. And it's, it's actually one of the first things that I think a student learns in Pilates, which is really, really cool and really great is just that awareness, but it is a permanent game. I promise you 40 years from now, you're going to be standing somewhere and you'll think, huh, I probably could stand up a little better. You know, you'll make that adjustment through that awareness and you got that you know, you got that day one in your Pilates session, but it's, it is the big 
like it's the big key, you know? I, I, I've taken up golf again and I'm reading this book called the Extraordinary Golf. And he talks about the only way you get better is through awareness. And that what you do is that you bring your concentration. So today I was thinking of you this morning as I was laying on my reformer. And I really kept my concentration on my core as I was doing the footwork. And I could only do five sets, five, because it was so friggin' hard to be that engaged. I mean, normally I could, if I'm not concentrating and I don't have any awareness, I can just whip them out. But I, when I was that present, I couldn't do it. And I was fascinated by that. And this goes, this goes to the heart of what Joe Pilates was teaching. He was very, very interested in efficiency. So, you know, that, that's something that I think about a lot. And, and I think we can apply this to other areas of our life. But the time that it took you to do those five perfect repetitions is far less than the time it would have taken you to push back and forth, say, 50 times. Yeah. So you are actually doing deeper work, more transformative work, but in less time, you became more efficient. Oh. And, and that's, that is not something that I think as Americans, we necessarily always grok to. Like we sort of love this idea of more is more. You know, I can do, I can do a plank for 20 minutes. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, you know, is what I say to that. It's like, I'd like to spend those 15 minutes doing anything other than a plank. Mm. So, you know, like what, what is the point of that? Is it truly better? Or is it just more? Oh, wow. And I, and I, you know, that's the thing, like your golfing is a perfect analogy. I just need to hit the ball that one time, right? That's just perfect. That's what I'm going for. Not whacking the ball 20 times because it's more. No. So, you know, that, that, again, that awareness is so, you know, it's so key. And I, I, the precision that that requires, I think is really interesting. And I, I find in my own life, when I have that awareness of my physical experience, when I can bring that level of precision to the work, again, it starts to seep into other areas of my life, which is really the point of Pilates. Yes, I want you to do a perfect plank. Yes, I want you to be able to do your leg and footwork to the best of your ability but not because that's the end in and of itself. That is the means by which you're gonna go out and live your life to quote Joe Pilates with more spontaneous zest and pleasure. That's the point. The thing that I, I um, what I learned, what I, I, I'm stumbled because I'm so much, but one of the things that I was always fascinated and I think about is that efficiency and you understood how the body moved. And I just have began to notice myself moving from my core rather than, I remember moving from my core rather than my feet. Yeah. Like having the, the movement come from my center versus doing it from the feet. Can you speak to the power of that? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I love that you're saying that and I love that you're feeling that. And, and here again, you know, talking about this from a, a vantage point of Pilates, it's why Pilates is, is so core focused, right? That's what we hear just out in the world, like, oh yeah, Pilates is good for your core. Well, what does that actually mean? And why am I supposed to care? 
the center of your body is the important part. You know, God forbid you lose your arms, you lose your legs, you can survive. But if that core is irreparably damaged, that becomes a catastrophic event. So we're talking about your spine, we're talking about your central nervous system, we're talking about all of your internal organs. So as we build strength and awareness to that core, we're going to, again, have more efficiency, more support. I think a sense of strength because we're protecting the most valuable and vulnerable parts of us, not from a, a, a place of withholding, but from a place of support. And once that is there, then everything else comes from the center out. If I am living my life, I need to know what my center is. Hopefully I have a sense of my value system, the things that I care about, and I move out from that place, hmm. right? It's, it's that, you know, inside out versus outside in idea. <laughs> I'm laughing because to me, it's the most radical thing is that people don't even know that we live in an inside out revolution. Like we live from the inside out. We're not experiencing the outside world. We're experiencing our perception, our thinking of them. Well, you know, we were we were talking a little earlier and you, you know, you said the phrase that I think it's is so key. I am the soul having this physical experience. Yeah. I am, you know, I'm stuck in this body. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, Pilates was such a transformational experience. It, it, you know, this was not the design. I didn't set out to take my first Pilates class because I was certain it's going to change my life. You know, it happened gradually, but, but at the end of that, I finally could love myself. I mean, that's what Pilates did for me, which oh is huge. And I could, I could finally understand like in my cells that I was a soul stuck in this body. You know, that this body isn't the definition of, of who I am, but I am stuck in it and I've got to make some peace with it. Or I spend the whole rest of my life fighting this physical being. God, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like if I, I <laughs> like what you're saying, Christy, is just so impacting me because I think about our culture and like we have all this thinking about our body. But yet we don't really feel the maj the majesty and the beauty of it. No, and you know this this is my this is sort of my I don't know what I want to say it, but issue with the fitness world. You know, it's so it's so driven by capitalism, like everything is. I mean, I live in America. I live in the just you know of capitalism. But but I do think that particularly as women. We are just, this message of your body is your problem mm. is just like, I mean, that could not be more drilled into us. And then it's like every fitness practitioner is stepping up and saying, well, I have the solution. You know, your problem, I have the solution. My feeling is your body is your tool, mm. right? And I want you, like, it's like a Swiss army knife. 
And I want you to understand how all the parts work and what they can do for you. So that as a mover, you get to pull out that specific piece that you want to use. The way you move hiking is not gonna be the way that you need to sit at your desk. How do you do those two things with grace and power and efficiency? Your body is not your problem. Hmm. Yeah, I, I've seen even like as I'm aging, and I am. <laughs> Good news. Yeah, I know. It's, it sure is. My mother used to say it sure beats uh, pushing up roses or pushing yeah. up daisies. <laughs> it was the alternative, Anna. But there's something beautiful about being in a body when we really experience it, like from the inside out and just feel the aliveness and the sensations. Right. And, you know, I, I think what's so interesting is we often, we often need to get to a point of pain mm. or a lack of movement before we want to address this, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, but a lot of, a lot of the clients that come to me, I, I get them after an injury. I get them after surgery. And I, I love these clients because they have a new appreciation. Yeah. It's, I, I, I'm not sure you've experienced in your own life, you know, you get a bum knee, you get a bad foot and it's like, wow, I never appreciated going up a flight of stairs like I do right now. But, but wouldn't it be interesting if maybe we could find that, that joy before it's taken away from us. Well, and I think that that, um, what I'm beginning to just see right now in this moment is when I get out of the way of my body and understand how it moves, just how it's designed to move, like what's the built-in features of it, how it's designed to move, it moves so much more freely and effortlessly. Yeah. If I really understand it and can notice it, but if not, then I'm trapped in my thinking about it and what I think it should be, rather than its true design. Well, yeah, and I, I, I do think this goes back to what you were saying before about the, this, the kind of thinking that we have around our bodies. And, you know, so many women experience trauma around their body and, um, or, or, or maybe attention that they don't want around their body or shaming around their body. It's a real, it's, it's in, in fact, I'm gonna say, I've yet to meet a woman who said to me, you know, I feel great about my body and I always have. I've yet to meet that woman. She maybe exists and I would love to talk to her. <laughs> okay, the challenge is on. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And so, you know, whether, whatever sort of negative thing you've gotten to, to then, to then come to some sort of peace with, with this physical being is, is, is challenging to say the least, but I think it's possible. And, and it goes back to, you know, it goes back to your thinking, but it also goes back to the messaging that we hear. Well, and I also think Christy that that we feel our we feel our thinking, but like this morning, when I felt the aliveness of my body, 
and felt the muscles moving. It was almost like, how the hell does this happen? It's a miracle. Magical. It's absolutely magical. And I, I you know, um, apart from the, the Pilates studios and the work that I do uh, teaching clients, the other part of my life is, is as an adjunct at San Francisco State University. And I, I work in the dance department, dance and theater department. And I, I teach an anatomy for dancers class. And it's, it's one of my absolute favorite things to teach because anatomy can be a great equalizer. Hmm. We're all in our physical body. We all have muscles. We all have a heart. You know, we all have a digestive system. We, and, and you start to see the ways in which we are so similar. Oh. And, and the fact that like, if you flex your bicep, like that's the option. That's what my elbow does. That's it. Anything other than that, I'm at the hospital, right? And my elbow does that. And so does yours. That's what we do. That's similar. You know, the, the extraordinary machine that we are in charge of every single day is, I mean, it just is mind blowing. And you start to you know, you start to understand all that it's capable of. And it really feels, you know, it really feels like, God, I have like the keys to a, you know, a Lotus here. And I, I'm, I'm driving it like a John Deere tractor. You know, why am I doing that? <laughs> I remember you, and it's so true. It's like, I have this, if I understood how to move this beautiful body and what it really is, like the gift of it. The gift of it. It is truly a gift. You, you told me something about bones, that there's this aliveness in them. Yeah. Can you say more about that? Because I, I forgot that and I remember how... Sure, sure. This, so this becomes an interesting, I think, part of it is, is um, because bones are so alive, we actually can't get a really good view of them. So what you, what you end up seeing is, it's not that we can't get a good view, but but what we end up seeing is modeled bones, right? So if I go to an anatomy class, there's like the, you know, skeleton off in the corner or at Halloween, we see the skeleton sitting in the chair. We start to think of our bones as being like that, that it's, it's this hard, rigid thing. And it's not, it's, it's much similar, much more similar to a tree. You can think of it in that way. And what happens is you have this hard bone on the outside and then inside it's what we call spongy bone. So it's squishy and that's where you're getting all these, these blood cells that are formed and your, your bone marrow formed. So bones are much more malleable than you might imagine. Like it takes a tremendous amount of force to break one, but because they're alive, because they have a, a, a blood source, right? They are constantly remodeling. God. Just like a tree does. But the, the thing that really stimulates remodeling is movement. Oh, wow. Right? So, I mean, there's a lot of shifting information about like bone building for women. And some people believe it takes, you know, really serious force. Other people believe, you know, any kind of muscle activation is gonna have a bone building component. But, but just to illustrate this again, back to the bicep curl, if my bicep muscle contracts, 
the connective tissue that links that bicep to the lower arm bones gets pulled. So it's essentially pulling like a pulley and lever system. So as that connective tissue is pulling force on that bone, that's gonna send a signal to that bone, brain to bone, hey buddy, you're under stress, mm. right? We need to make sure that this is a strong entity. Now I've had clients who were osteoporotic, right? So they're losing some bone, but through a consistent Pilates program, downshift into osteopenia, meaning they actually gained bone mass in bodies. So my belief, and this is anecdotal, right? I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor. This is just my experience. But, but by moving your body, by putting that body into active stress under some degree of resistance over a period of time, we can build some more bone. But the important thing is we are constantly changing, constantly remodeling, constantly evolving, and we get to make some choices about the path of that evolution, right? If you sit down in a chair and spend the next 30 years there, it will be a remodeling, but it's probably not going to go in the way you want it to. <laughs> but you will consistently be changing. So I get, to, I get to make choices about what that looks like. And I think you, you've seen that in your own body. You know, are we getting older? Yes. But, but you know, as you're, as you're, I mean, in some ways I feel better physically now than I did at 20. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I, I Pilates, um, God, I started nine years ago and I've been religious, like just devout. Cause I, I, I can notice the difference and I felt the difference and it wasn't about outside in and how I looked. Yes. As you said, my ass looks better in my jeans because of it but it became about this awareness of inside and noticing. And I can notice quicker. I remember, I mean, I just noticed how fast I could heal. Like when I broke my foot and I came to work with you, do you remember that? Yes. And it was because I was working all the time. I was right. continue, even though I had an injury, I worked the way I could. I can be, I used to have back pain so bad that it could barely walk up the steps to get into the studio. But after doing Pilates, I could walk up fine. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is consistency. And I, you know, I often say that Pilates is my, you know, it's my fitness regime, but it's also my therapy and my marriage counselor and my religion and my social life. And, you know, it fills all of these voids for me, but, but it is consistency and it's, it becomes a really, um, like really positive addiction. I don't feel good when I'm not religiously doing my Pilates program and my partner notices and can very lovingly say, do you need to maybe go get on the reformer for a minute? You know, like yeah. you need to get into your, into your body and, and focus your, your attention. And you become, you, you crave that feeling, that connectedness mm. once you get it. Oh, wow. What I really just saw. It's like we live in such a world where it's all outside of us, but we're really inside out creatures. We're really having our experience. And I see that Pilates reconnects me to my inside. Yes, I believe that it does when approached in the right way, you know, yep. and, and, and a rate is a tricky, tricky word. 
but it's, I am concerned with the trajectory of Pilates in the world at large, because the, 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 the commerce of it, you know, is, is still geared towards your body is a problem. Here's how you fix it. Yeah. And, and I, I just, I don't subscribe to that, that notion. I, I don't either. And that's, I think we live in a culture that things are problems and we need to fix it. That's like our culture as a whole. Yeah. Your life is a problem. This is a problem. Rather than just seeing that life is a gift, here's how it works and let's enhance it. Let's see, let's become aware and do what we can to experience the most aliveness and richness. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, to, to, to go, kind of go off on a tangent, I think you actually said something really important. So, so Joe Pilates, for people who aren't totally clear about that, was a real person who created this work, and his story is very, very interesting. And I won't get too down the down the um, rabbit hole with it. But you know, this was a person who who had a, a challenging childhood and, and really struggled with his physical being, and took himself through a transformative process, which is what what Pilates really can be. And so, you know, his definition, although I probably am not going to get it totally right, but his definition of physical fitness is a uniformly developed body, hmm. a uniformly developed body, uh, capable of performing life's varied, various hmm. tasks with spontaneous zest and pleasure, that the attainment and maintenance of a uniformly developed body. Right, that's at the heart of it. Wow. Now, there's some specificity in that and there's some big generalities in that. But when we talk about attainment, I've got to get it and then I've got to maintain it, right? So I've got to find the work and I've got to do the work of a uniformly developed body. That means bicep, tricep, matched in strength and flexibility. It means upper and lower body working together. It means right and left engaged. It means front and back. It means strength and flexibility. It means power and grace, right? So we're seeing this much, much. And, and my feeling is that when that happens and it can happen, our eye from the outside starts to tune towards that person. Mm. So yes, does your ass look better in your jeans? Sure. But it's not because it is lifted or smaller or bigger or blah, blah, blah. It is because you've created balance in the front and the back of your body. And as another person, my eye tunes. I, I go like, so now we're talking about energy again. Well, well, this is what's so interesting is that what um, I, I think what happens is the aliveness becomes, it's like the fire, the pilot light, the internal pilot light gets stronger and brighter. And it's like the light we all crave and we go to it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you, you can see it in another person. And I, I often, you know, I often look at sort of these images and media of quote unquote beautiful women. And it's gotten a lot better. I mean, I, I wanna say that. 
versus where it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But I, you know, a lot of the imaging, especially in fashion magazines, which should be just eradicated from the planet, in my opinion, but you know, the imaging of those, those, those women is not, it's not a place of power. It's not a, you know, their bodies are very skewed. They're very asymmetrical. It's a lot of sunken in the energy is really pulled in, um, you know, and, and they're, they're, I, I get that it's an aesthetic choice, but when you're out in the world and you see someone who is aligned, who's moving well, who has that again, uniformly developed body, it just, it's electric. Yeah, it's it doesn't electric. matter how short, tall, fat, thin, you know, up, down they are. It's just, well, so this is what's interesting. What I what I seen freshly from about Pilates that I didn't see before is um, it's like I fall out of all my thinking and I fall into the nature of my body, the nature of how it was designed, and I fully just um. It's not the word there's it's not it's like I just it's like I water all parts of my body because it, these bodies need to be watered and cared for yeah because yeah. they just require it it's not good or bad right or wrong they just do but when I do that in the bat the way that you just described the energy stays bright and clear no matter how old you are you know I I also think to just just to like go down that path a little bit to me when you say that what comes up for me is the difference between a static aesthetic and, and functional movement. Yeah. Right. So that a lot of the imaging that we're getting in our culture actually is about static aesthetic, right? So, you know, I'm standing in my, in my, you know, beautiful dress on my high heels, posing for the camera, you know, Slim, right, right. It's it's just this picture in time, and and I get that that you know I get that that we're perhaps drawn to that, but but when you start to experience movement as a way to engage with the world, then it is actually pretty freaking extraordinary that I can bend down, get something out from under my kitchen sink, set it on the counter, and then. A immediately reach up to the top of the shop and grab that other thing. The mechanics involved in that are extraordinary. The muscle engagement, the sequencing of action that has to happen perfectly <laughs> for all of that to occur. I mean, we're talking about some high level engineering here. And we're doing it all day long every day. Right, and it's beautiful. It's built into the system. Like this, it's built into our nature. And that's the miracle and we don't understand it. Like that's the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you know, Anna, I, I've, I've actually been thinking a lot about, I'm actually like a podcast junkie. So, you know, I listen to tons of podcasts and, and when I listen to regularly, they were talking about self-esteem and talking about how rather ephemeral it is and, and like, what is it? And I, I do think as women, we really struggle with this. You know, we don't get a lot of support around 
self-esteem or how to cultivate it. And I, you know, I have in my life, you know, I've been heavy, I've been thin, um, you know, I've had every possible hair color imaginable, like I've changed my look many, many times. But none of those things actually ever made me feel good about myself. Like being the thinnest I ever was did not really solve any problems for me. You know, I didn't get a million cash and prizes. I was just living the same dumb life, but thinner. And so where, where, where does that come from? And, and for me, I, I really believe that when I engage in what I think are esteemable acts, mm -hmm. I actually get this self-esteem. So the fact that I can get up and down out of a chair effortlessly, the fact that I can run up a flight of stairs, the fact that I can walk my dog 10 miles, the fact that I can do a plank, I can pick up a baby easily, I can engage with my partner physically. Those things for me are acts that give me some, some personal worth. Well, and, and this is kind of a, I feel like somebody just teed up a golf ball into my world. <laughs> And what I've been studying <laughs> and what I've seen, like, I'm like, Christy, what I've seen in the last year, because we haven't spoken, is this aliveness, this thing that makes all of this possible in our body, whatever this intelligence is, when I really experience it and sense it and know that's who I am, I don't, the self-esteem is built in. That's a thought too. It's just... It's like this aliveness, I can feel the love. Like this morning when I felt my core, I'm like, wow, I'm alive. <laughs> and without any thought, I just get to enjoy it without any concepts. And I get to marvel at the beauty of it. The, the like, like really wake up to like, oh my God, it's so ordinary, but so extraordinary. Yeah. Truly, truly, truly is. Okay, well, we are coming to the end of our, and I could sit here and talk to you about Pilates for days. I just want to go on. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Go me on too. the record for that. But, you um, know, Ina, I, I just, I do want to say, you know, to your, to your listeners, to your followers, I, I truly believe that movement solves all problems, you know, I, I, and I, regardless of what kind of movement you engage in, walking, hiking, running, yoga, fencing, martial arts, whatever it is that you do that lights you up as a human, go do that. You know, move, move, move until you just can't move anymore. You will, you will reap benefits from that internally, externally, you know, in terms of your brain health, there's just no, there's no downside and, and sitting down is the killer. Yeah. I think our energy is in motion. We're designed to move. Energy is, it is a move. We're a movement being to sit all that time. We weren't designed to sit all that time. No. So with that, where can people find you? Where can they locate you? Tell so us. our uh, our website is sf-pilates, so it's San Francisco Pilates. 
They can also reach me directly at Christy at SF Pilates, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at SF Pilates. I'm always up for talking to people, even if I'm not the right teacher for them. I have access to an amazing, amazing group of teachers who I get to work with and, and I will find them the right person. Um, Cause it's, it's, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta meet that right teacher for you. And uh, even if you're not in the Bay area, I'm happy to always talk to people about other resources outside the Bay area, try to be as plugged in as I can. So. And I can't say enough good things about you and what you've done. And all your stuff will be written up. Um, Christy is a gold mine. She she transformed and it's still continuing is. Anytime I talk to you, I, I see something new. So thank you. Well, it's it is it is mutual. I I um I was actually thinking recently, Anna, about how important our work together was me as the client, you as the Sherpa, maybe I don't know what. <laughs> What we want to say, but um, you know, you guided me to something really important professionally, and and it it's actually it's a lesson that I had to call on over and over over the year of this pandemic. Well, so. I don't know is I want this more out in the world. Like this is cool stuff. Yeah. All right, with that, we're gonna end. <laughs>